and welcome to episode 163, season 7, episode 9, of two Mr. P's in a podcast with me, Mr. P. I'm the other Mr. P. Welcome back, everyone. We hope you're well as we head into the last week of November. Apologies uh, for not having an episode last week. Uh, we did say that Adam was getting his uh, long-awaited uh, ankle, oh, not knee. That's me who needs more knee surgery. Um, that has, uh, has happened. Adam needed a bit more time to recover. Plus, I was really busy with work. So, um, yeah, we've managed to squeeze this hour in for this week's episode. Uh, so let's start. Adam, how is it? Uh, yeah, it's, I've got, I've still got my foot attached, which yeah. is a bonus for now. Uh, it's been, it's been hard to be fair. It's been tough, probably tougher than I'd anticipated. Um, obviously been able to, this is the first time I've left the house, um, since I had it done, which was about eight, nine days ago. Yeah. Um, so I've obviously crutched, got dropped here, crutched into your studio. And, the, uh, well, the obstacle course that is my house. Yeah, to be fair, I'm not going to lie, I didn't anticipate that either. No, we're still in the midst of the extension. And um, But yeah, it's, it's, it, it's just grim. I'm not great at being on my own, not doing anything. You know, the first day or so is like, kind of like, oh, can watch this and do this. But How was the anaesthetic? Did you have a good sleep? I was kind of, I kind of came round and I was just in and out of consciousness for like two days. Really? Yeah, it was really weird. I, I love that. It was funny that the nurse came round to me on day two and was like, you keep, you keep falling asleep. And I was just like, and I'm in like my midst of being like completely zonked. I was like, I've got two young kids. I'm trying to take advantage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I, to be honest, there's not really much I can say. I'm waiting on an appointment to to check the cut to check the stitches and things like that i've been told i can't wait bare you know properly yet i've got to use the crutches for a, a good couple of weeks so it's not great um but you know what it's it's one of those things it needed to be done um frustrating as it is but yeah i mean it, it coincided with the launch of the new deal or no deal right? oh yeah and this is what i wanted well to I wanted to start off by talking about this because I remember when Deal or No Deal first started. Obviously, Noel Edmonds. I think it was around about it's 2004, uh, I think. I will check. Keep talking. Yeah, so Noel Edmonds, 2004, Channel 4, Deal or No Deal. Um, I remember when it first dropped on, on, on the screens. 2005. 2005. What did I you remember say? It was on the uh, 2004, I said. Right. So I, it was probably planned in 04. <laughs> uh, launched in 05 and I used to get the bus to Nana Maureen's and Grandad Derek um, every day after school get off the bus go and have a sandwich and a can mm. and I'd watch Deal or No Deal and I loved it I loved the concept I loved the risk it was great See, I was never a massive fan See, I just there's no there's no uh, skill to it it's well no work. no but I, I liked but, it and but I liked... what annoyed me is they made it out like there was some sort of strategy yeah well this is but, what and I'll... it's just randomly this picking numbers this is what numbers. I wanted to get onto is I got to a point with Deal or No Deal back in the day where I stopped watching it because I started to get really annoyed with the contestants right yeah so obviously it's been a long time and Mullen brings it back now Mullen I'm a bit he's a bit marmite yeah yeah and I'm I just, like him. I, I think. I just, I, what's I, the show he does on a Saturday night? In for a night? penny. In for a penny. I like that. I, think I don't. I don't mind him. I don't yeah. mind him. Do I think I'm funnier? Yeah. But at the end of the day, he's got two <laughs> solid ankles at the minute, so he's ahead of me. But anyway, so and I he can, can do magic tricks. I give it, You've I not give got it, that. Yeah, he's doing butlins. 
Um, you take Butlins. I take Butlins, yeah. But so anyway, I'm watching it and, and it took me back and I'm thinking, oh yeah, like this this is nostalgia. Like I'm, I'm feeling back when I was like 16 eating lovely butties at Nana Moorings. But then instantly I switched off. Right? Really? Because I cannot stand on Deal or No Deal where like, Give like imagine you're you're there with a box yeah. right, and I go like this, <sighs> Lee, uh, box sixteen, and then you go. Oh, I feel it's a blue. You're a great person. You're a wonderful, wonderful person. I think it's blue, and then they go, Ding! and it's red, big red. Yeah. And then, and then the, the contestant goes, don't worry, and runs over and gives him a hug. It's complete random. They, just, they don't know. You've got like they, they, they were calling this guy like oh the mystic like because he guessed one blue or red. It's a, it's a coin toss, and they were going oh you're right again. And it was funny because the woman had seventy five bags left. She no dealed on five grand, and then she went. I can't remember what his name was. Say so it's like Terry, like, Terry, and then like, Steve Mullen was like Mystic Terry. How are you feeling today? And he went. I think I've got a feeling it's a blue in here. And then just bang, 75 bags. And he was like, ooh. Malone was like, ooh, not on it uh, today. But it just brought back, like, that's that's a real thing that grinds my gears is the fact where it's just like, every contestant's like, you deserve this. You're such a great person. Lift it. And then if it's a blue, they run over and like go like, thank you so much. They've been given a random box. It's, it's, like you said about no skill. But no still, skill if it. I was on it, I'd just be like, uh, Jane, box 15. No, no, don't talk, Jane. Just open the box. Red? Right, all right. Next one. And I'd just be... It, it could be a 15-minute show. The problem with these programmes, well, how long is it on for? An hour? An hour, yeah. It could easily be 10 minutes. Yeah, it could, yeah. Do you know the other one that I really like, but on a, on a similar vein of how they could condense it, is uh, the 1% Club. Oh, yeah. Big fan. Love that sort of, you know, thinking outside the box. Yeah, yeah. Did it the other day. Got the 1% question right. I was, I was buzzing with it because... Put it on and the kids were moaning about, oh, it's too early to go to bed. I said, right, 1% club's on. You can stay stay awake as long as you get the questions right. As nice. soon as you get out, that's you, it's, good, be- yeah, it's yeah. bedtime. And to be fair, they were doing really well. They- but And I love Lee Mack, Lee Mack's class. But my God, does he waste time speaking to him? Yeah. Like after every question he goes, uh, think you got that wrong. Uh, think you- I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Good care. Let's get on to next question. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't care what you do for a living. <laughs> yeah, get on. But it's. I mean, that's why I've got a lot of love for Tipping Point because Tipping Point is questions straight in machine. Questions yeah. machine. And and I have to say, my son's obsessed with Tipping Point, and through his love, I I do love Tipping Point. Yeah. If it's on, I will watch it. Tipping Point's all right. I do like the chase. Love Tenable. The chase. Love Tenable. I, I was a more of a pointless fan than a Chase fan, but yeah. then I've kind of gone up. They've got like Tim, guests. Richard Tim. isn't on it as. Are you a are you a Richard Osman House of Gamesman? No, <coughs> oh, I find that quite tricky. Sometimes it's a quite a. I think. <coughs> bless me. you. I think. Apologies, listeners. The, I am absolutely full of it at the minute. If you can't tell through my voice and the constant sneezing, the apologies. End go on. game of Richard Osman's House of Games. The answer smash. Oh, is that you got to put the two together? I am absolutely I do like dynamite that one. at that. What's, I swear, I don't think I've ever got one wrong. What's the... Uh, this one... Oh, where is Kazakhstan? That's my worst. No. It's like a map and you've got to like plant some, where something is on a map. I'd be No, nowhere. there's one. I think it's, uh, you know, David Mitchell from Peep Show? Yeah, yeah. His wife hosts it and it's, and it's like... Is it only connect or something like that? Oh yeah, yeah. That is rock hard. That I is solid. I don't like um. I don't like 
shows that are too hard. Like, there's that, yeah, there's that one. Is that only connected with the, like, the pictures? Well, like it's that like, and then some words. Yeah, and then sometimes you look like kind of ancient out. Egyptian kind yeah. of calligraphy. If, I, if I do get a question right in one of them, I am buzzing with Or myself. university challenge is one yeah, as well. Yeah. I'm just yeah, like, I, can't. I, I can manage eggheads. I've never really watched eggheads. Eggheads is all right. But this is what I mean. It's, it's There's one that uh, impossible of you watched Impossible, that? yeah. I'm a bit, yeah, I'm a bit mare yeah. on that. This is what I mean, though. That, have, like, have you been binging any other series? You must have been binging yeah, series. Yeah, so... I mean, like I said, I've not been able to leave the house. I've been, I've been basically put on bed rest for two weeks. Obviously, this isn't. I'm not doing anything. So I've got In the words of the other Mr. P, absolute dream stuff. Well, you'd think so, but I'm a bit. I'm bored, man. And and um, but in terms of binging, I went straight into Gen V, which is like the boys oh, yeah. spin-off on Amazon yeah, yeah. Prime. Uh, if anyone's not seen the boys, it's like a super violent comic book. Kind yeah, it's of class. Yeah, it's mint. But not for the weak hearted. No, no, you've got to be, you've got to have the stomach for it. And then Gen V, I watched that, and that, I watched that in like a day and a half. It was really? absolutely, it was good. Oh my god, mm. equal, equal to the boys. Really? Seriously, yeah. Right, we'll get that. And that then, on the watch um, list. randomly, and I don't like to do this, but I saw this article on uh, Lad Bible, and it was like this series that no one knows about that's got ninety percent on. Chances Rotten are they paid la- Lad. Yeah, Bible. yeah, I agree. Yeah, and it's called Banshee. I've heard of this. Who's in it? Homelander. It's older. Homelander out of. Right, boys. right. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Homelander Out the Boys uh, is in this series called Banshee. And it's, yeah, it came out, I think, 2013, finished in 2016. There's four seasons, 38 eps. Yeah. Finished that. Back and up. that is, that is top. Is it? Oh, my What's God. What's it on? It's on Sky Atlantic. It's on, like, Sky Box right, sets. Okay. I am talking. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of naughty scenes in it. So kids can't watch Nudity. it. Nudity. Lot, lot. There's a lot of banging. See, I, I, look. look. Maybe it's my age, but I'm getting. I, I, why is it every show has to put a bit of nudity? No, in but now? this is like this was like 2013, so I don't think I don't think there would be as much now. I'm talking the first couple of seasons. But there of the is. I'm talking every ep. So you'd get on it. It goes. It's like when you told me to watch that wrestling one. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, "Is it all right for the kids?" And you're like, "Yeah." And I'm in five seconds. One of them's getting. It's because I cover my eyes up for the sex bit. Yeah. No, but uh, but Banshee, it, it'll come up on Sky Atlantic and it'll go the following. The following program contains scenes of a sexual nature yeah. and strong violence from the outset and throughout. <laughs> and I'm always like, yes. Um, but it was, it was, I mean, if anyone's seen it, please shout on the group, get on the Instagram. It's so good. Really? It's, I mean, it's ridiculous. So basically the premise is this, um, this guy gets out of prison. Uh, this He's a thief, gets out yeah. of prison after 15 years goes and tracks down like his ex-girlfriend who's in this quiet town in Pennsylvania. And then he basically somehow, and I won't give any spoilers, but he becomes the sheriff. He like fakes, takes a new identity and becomes the sheriff of this town. And the things that go down in this little town of Banshee, Pennsylvania is insane, but it's, it's so violent and it's, oh, but it's great. I mean, there was a couple of scenes in there where I was like, no. And, and, I, and I rarely do that. And I was like, yeah. And I, I, I finished it yesterday. I was pretty gutted, to be fair. Now, I, I don't really know what to watch now. Um, You know, I kind of a bit like, oh, should I start something that I've never seen that everyone loves? But then I'm a bit like, because I, I was a bit, I felt a bit guilty about Banshee because I, I started watching it. I was about three or four eps in. They're about an hour, the eps. Yeah. I was about three or four reps in and I thought to myself, 
Kim would probably really like this. Yeah. yeah. Because it's just, it's easy. It's, you know, and then I was a bit like, I'm too far in. Yeah. And I've done that before. Committed. I remember I watched the whole first season of Breaking Bad just before I got with Kim. Then when, when me and Kim got together, it was like everyone was talking about Breaking Bad. So I had to re-watch the first season of Breaking Bad, which arguably is the worst season. Oh, yeah. The first, I was very close to getting rid of it. Yeah. So I, I was a bit like, oh. And I remember saying to Kim, like, I've started a season, which I think I started a series that I think you'd really like. And she was like, oh, yeah, really? And I was like, well, you're not going to watch it now because I'm already too deep. Four hours deep. Yeah. Uh, but I rated I'd come back to it. I rated I'd watch it again. So, yeah, there's my recommendation from one peg leg McGee. He's Banshee. Absolutely top draw program. Well, there we go. There's uh, the other Mr. P's recommendation. Tune back next week. As I'm <laughs> sure he'll be binging even more. How long you got until you can be back in work? Did you know, you'll always, you'll laugh at this and it's like, people always think like, Oh, he's just saying it for a fact. I genuinely, I don't want to be off work. I don't like being off work. I have FOMO massively, especially around, yeah. especially around like <laughs> this time of year. Whatever you say, you're always saying this on the podcast no, to look the, good. No, genuinely. In like, case some of your colleagues are listening. <laughs> no, but seriously, I, 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 I like being busy. And, and I'll tell you what else as well is. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I'll tell you what else as well is. I like to earn. I like to earn. Right, it. here we go. No. Most weeks when we do this podcast, you walk in so, like, fed up and, like, just in a mood from being busy. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you're now saying, I just love being busy. You no, hate being it's, busy. It's, 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 I like to earn, as in, a, uh, not in terms of money, but I'm talking about I like to earn a takeaway. I like to earn a few beers. So like when I've done a full week's work, we've done some podcasts, done some other stuff, and then I've done some after school stuff and I've and I've done everything, you know, I've been a dad. I get to a Friday and I think, you know what, big dog? You've earned a couple of Taylor Swift. Leave those kids. <laughs> I've been a dad. Yeah, I've took the bins out. <laughs> Can't do that. That's a killer as well. Can't take the bloody bins out. You should have seen the panic, right, last week. I hear the bin truck outside uh, and I was thinking, oh, crutches at the window. Yeah. Help me. <laughs> and then I, I rang Kim in a mass panic. The bins. And she was like, I've put them out. <laughs> thinking like, you did my job. Yeah. How dare you? Um, oh, but yeah, it's, no, but genuinely, I, I'm not joking. Especially this time of year as well. Like, you know, this is, this is, I think, if you're talking about the best times to work in a primary school, I know it's hectic. I know it's crazy. I know there's a lot going on. But in terms of how fast the days go and how, you know, just the just being around children at Christmas, I think it's mint. Like, I just, because you get that buzz and you can yeah. feel it. And I just love having, and I just feel a bit, I feel a bit rubbish being off. And it is affecting the old festive mood because normally now, I know we're not in December yet. But normally now, especially with getting dark and stuff, I start feeling a bit like, oh, should we put a Christmas movie on? It's getting the jammies. And now I can't even put pyjamas on because I can't get it over the boot. <laughs> well, I'll be joining your club soon because I've got to get more knee surgery. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so if you remember, probably about two years ago, I had some knee surgery. Join your club. This isn't a club. <laughs> I'm going to be binging Banshee. But well, you'd so love it. both both knees are goosed. 
no cartilage, just absolutely no cartilage. So I had a couple of operations where the doctor went in and just sort of shaved excess cartilage off. And that normally triggers your body to sort of regenerate some. My body was like, nah, (laughs) I cannot be bothered with that. You need to say no. (laughs) Yeah, ain't going to happen. So the only way I can try and get my knees to a working condition where I can like run, play a bit of five-a-side footy is two operations. One where they go in and take whatever cartilage I've got. They then grow it in a lab for six weeks. Jesus. And then another operation where they basically cut my knee open, put the cartilage back in, and hope it sort of sticks. And is that both knees? Both knees. So it'd be six weeks out of action on one knee, and then six weeks out of action on the other knee. I couldn't have them both done at the same time because... I'd just be... You'd be incapacitated. Yeah, yeah. So it, I've got to get it. I've got to get a second opinion on it because the doctor I've seen doesn't do that surgery and it doesn't, it can't be done in Manchester. So I have to go to Awestry in Wales where they've got a lab. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. So that's where I'm up to. So yeah, that's, that's just a, a, a wonderful bit, bit of news I got last week. Um, I actually... Get ready for that. Get ready for the social media there. Hey guys, Mr. P here. Day three of cartilage growth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As you can see, it's I'm not really growing sp- too live much. Stream it, live stream the lab. <laughs> but um, I actually, I don't know if anyone's ever done this, but I missed my appointment at the doctor's. Do you know when you're just so hectic? Yeah. And I woke up and I, I, I went to the gym, actually. It was on my day off, or it wasn't my day off. I was doing a twilight. So I had the morning off and uh, I went to the gym and I just finished the gym. And then, do you know, when you look at your calendar and it pops up like yeah. doctors so i phoned the doctors and i was like oh my god i'm really sorry i can't believe i'm admitting this on the podcast i was like something came up at my son's school and i got called in oh <laughs> you fibber, I fibber. Said, it's a little white lie it's a little white lie and um i said is there any chance any chance like, oh it's gonna be 21st of december before you can see him again i was like no i, was like, I really need to and then she just went oh actually I could fit you in at 12 o'clock. So I was like, yes. And I managed to get Did back in. Did you pull in. out the old uh, sympathy card? Someone came up at my son's school. Can you please fit me in? I've got no college, for <laughs> yeah. God's sake. Got no knees. Um, um, well, it's funny you should say that, because before I went in for an op, I um, booked the cinema. Because I thought to myself, I'm not going to be able to go to the cinema for a bit. Uh, I'm going to book to go and see a film with Cotney John. Um, and I booked it two tickets and Cotney John ended up, you know, unable to go. So it was about an hour before. So I got online and you can't get a refund for your tickets unless it's like three hours before the showing. So I went on to view now again, little white lie. <laughs> Sorry to Cotney John, but he, he tested positive for COVID. And I was like, nothing I can do. My, the, yeah. the person who I bought the tickets for tested positive for COVID. I think I'm coming down with it as well. Two free tickets. There we go. Yeah. I mean, it's look, these sort of things happen. I, th- I think we might have to put a little post out asking for stories, examples of a little white lie you've told. And then if any yeah, of them I just, are, I have made about, you completely unstuck. I worry about that though, because it's like, where's where's too far? Yeah, where's the lie? Because didn't we get one where, didn't we get, I'm sure we oh, had I one think we've where, had a couple of where someone said about his, his, his gran dying. And then someone said, your gran's died three times. <laughs> What is something like that? And he well, had to say I mean, it was like he's... You wait past the line there if you've got three grandmas. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's just poor, poor 
No. Decision making. Well, I think that's too far. You yeah. can't be throwing You can't be throwing your, your three grandmas in. No. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so I've had that. And then obviously I was doing some work over in Prague yeah. recently, which was a lovely little break. So one of the real perks of all the training that I do is every so often an international school will get in touch and sort of say, does he fancy coming over doing the training? <laughs> And it's the only time where Claire's yeah, like... Does it? Does he? Does he, fan, does well, he fancy no, cause, it? Well, no, I mean, the travel, it takes a no, day out of side travelling. International schools get in touch and say, does he fancy it? Do I? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the problem is, it's like, you've got to take a day out of side travelling. And then if you go in somewhere, you might as well have another day where you get to actually explore the city. Because if you, if you don't, you're just there doing the training coming home. You went around the time I got my op done, didn't you? you were yeah, there yeah. When I so I went on the Wednesday night. Yeah. Training Thursday, had a day in Prague Friday, flew home Saturday. Yeah, I mean, that was, obviously, we'd spent two weeks solid together, yeah. going here, there and everywhere, doing the most amazing tour, which, you know, I still I still just think about on the regs, especially in the past week or so, because I just think, like, as the Spanish would say, la diferencia, yeah. the difference in what I was like three weeks ago <laughs> to what I'm like now. Um, like it's just like my hair and my beard. I just feel I feel just a bit scruffy because I'm not I, I'm not allowed to shower. You've not had a shower. No, I'm not. I'm not allowed because of the oh my the wound. God. You so must stink. No, no, I don't. I don't, I don't stink because I've got um, I've yeah. got hygiene wipes. All oh, right, okay. So I, yeah. I do that, full that'll body, do the job. I do full body wipe downs and then spray <laughs> a bit of Sauvage. and then uh, but yeah, I was just thinking like the difference for for ICT Mister P and the other Mister P. After the tour, you're there in Prague drinking cold, cold, beautiful oh, beer. I have to say, the beer was on another level. I've never had such crisp. Fresh I pints. saw on your story, right, that you'd gone out and that you'd had a few beers. And that, no joke, this is what happened to me at that point. Guy walks in, uh, just, I don't know what you call him. He was just like an assistant. He was going around taking the meal orders. And I said to him, this was just after I'd come back from surgery. Now, bear in mind, they put tubes down yeah. my throat. Obviously, I had a really sore throat, a really dry mouth. And I said, can I, uh, can I, and my voice was like this. I was like, can I get a jug of water, please? And the guy went, yeah, yeah, no worries. After I've done this, I'll get you the jug of water. So he comes over, he takes in, takes the dinner orders. And then I see him again and I go, any, any chance that jug of water? And he goes, yeah, yeah, no worries. <laughs> right. Then another nurse comes in to do my blood pressure. And I say, I know he's really busy. I've asked him a couple of times, any chance of that jug of water? <laughs> Right, <laughs> very man. I'm watching you here, day in the life of me in Prague, and then I was like, any chance in that water? Right, and then, and then she goes, still waiting she for goes, the water. yeah, no worries. Right, goes no, over an hour. There was no water. Right, the guy in the bed opposite me, who was a little bit of a little bit of a scrow, and he was just kind of just like, jolt this in it, mate. Jolt this in it. You know, you always get one in hospital. Yeah. Jolt this, mate. Uncle and he kept Terrence. swearing. He kept swearing yeah. at the nurses, but not in an aggressive manner. He'd just go like, now mind my language here. He'd just she'd go, how's the pain? He'd be like, f***ing horrible. Sorry about my language. Yeah. And yeah. it'd be like that. So anyway, the guy, the original guy, <laughs> comes back through, right, with something for someone else. I don't know whether it was tablets or medication or whatever. And I was lay there so ill, and I was like, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I went I know any chance of that jug of water right and no joke it was like Adam Sandler in Big Daddy where he takes his son for a McDonald's breakfast the, the scrote in the bed opposite was like well someone get him some water <laughs> he's been waiting for over an hour and I went 
Cheers, pal. It was like, <laughs> can someone get this man a Happy Meal? And I was just like, cheers, uh, mate. And then, and then finally, they give me the jug of warm water. Uh, I was like, I was honestly. I'll tell you what, there wasn't any in Prague. Warm, warm bit. It was just, uh. and the guy, so basically we went and did the training day and it was really good. Like feedback was class. And then the two lads, AD and uh, Ben, who had organized it, they were like, oh, we'll take you out. We'll take, take you for a couple of drinks and, and some food. And the food was unbelievable. But as we're having a f- couple of drinks, he's like, you won't have a hangover tomorrow. You can drink as much as beer and it's that fresh that you just it, like beer is just pumped with all the chemicals and that's what makes whereas and to be fair woke up next morning how many pints fine. did you put away there oh probably about eight to ten. Oh, that's all right for you yeah, yeah. and what, um, what food i know you, i don't like I when people like do that steak, the food was amazing what steak food? place went to a steak place just unreal well, while you were in the steak place, I was there <laughs> in the hospital bed and I got given one chicken goose on a peas. <laughs> and I went, excuse me. <laughs> so, um, some Tommy K. so anyway, we'd finished at the meal and it was like, right, where do we go? And AD, one of the teachers there, professional singer. Oh, yeah. Right. He's on Spotify and everything. AD Ferguson, if you want to check him out. So uh, I'm like, how good are how good are you? Is there a karaoke bar nearby? And he's nice. like, yeah. So then we ended of up. Of course he car- knew. Yeah. And to be fair, he was class. He got up straight away. He got up and he was. He, what did he do? Um, Come together. Oh yeah. Right now, uh, I tell you what a karaoke bar does. It's a real education into how weird lyrics of certain songs are. Like, have you ever looked at the lyrics of Come Together by the Beatles? Uh, If that's the right song I've got. It's that one, isn't it? Yeah. He got too dirty, he got... Yeah. He got old flat top, he got grooving up slowly, he got juju eyeball, he won holy roller, he got hair down to his knees, gotta be a joker, he just do what he please. What what are those lyrics about? I mean, he he was nailing it, but I'm, I'm like, that's a clear, I'm like, who wrote these? <laughs> what lyrics Listen, are these? No lyrics will compare to that one. I don't know who sang it, but remember, go is it ghost? No, life. Oh life. yeah. I'm afraid of, of the, the ghost. ghost. That's the one I fear most, especially when I'm having a piece of a toast. I'm watching the, the evening news. That that um, they're horrendous. So yeah, and then and then there was just there was this one Czech guy who was just doing the most eclectic. He'd go up like every five minutes to do another song, but it was so random. He was going like from Ozzy Osbourne to Boyzone to this, that, and the other. <laughs> I like that. So as we'd had a few more drinks, AD was like, you've got to get up and do a tune. You've got to I was like, I can't, I cannot sing. And I just wasn't drunk enough to like back myself. Uh, so I then spent ages trying to think, what song can I do? And then this Czech guy, he clearly had a few, came up to me and like grabbed the back bottom of my chit, like basically my, my chin, turkey, yeah. my turkeys. And he's going, you will be great singer. <laughs> Get up. I want to hear you. You got, you got cheeks to sing like that. <laughs> so Claire's absolutely wetting herself. And I'm like, no, nah, mate, honestly, I cannot. He goes, you can see it. Uh, what did he call me? Like Alfie Bow. You can see Alfie Bow. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, because obviously my beard was. I could have been the Michael Ball if I'd have been that ball and bow. (laughs) Yeah. So, anyway, I finally decided on blink, blink. Yeah. All the small things, because I thought the range isn't. really. Yeah, you can't. The range is more shouty, anyway. Oh, went off. 
the one song started a mosh pit in the bloody karaoke bar. Honestly, people were going off. It was but like Jet Guy was like, "Told you." <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was quite that was quite funny. So anyway, my beard was a little bit out of out of control, right? Every so often I need to trim it. So I got home, woke up on Sunday, and I thought, I've got a bit of time here before the kids go to rugby. I'll just trim it. Now I've got a little electric shaver, a couple of clip heads, you know, mm-hmm. a one, three, and a five. Now what I normally do is I go five, and then underneath go a three. Pick up the electric shaver, start doing it, realize I've just not put any clip on at all. So massive strip down the middle. Just looked like a badger. It was it was horrible. Spent the next hour trying to like blend it in. And at one point I had a beard like just there. Like a Beppe DeMarco. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, to Claire, I was like, what is this? She's like, you're just gonna have to get rid of it all. And honestly, Beardgate was born. It has been. The worst thing was, I thought, right, I'm just going to have to, I've got loads of work that I need to do. I've got to make all these, like we're launching this TeachMate advent calendar where every day we're making one of the tools free and I had to make all the videos for that. And I thought, I can't let it be a surprise. I'm going to have to address yeah. it. So I made a little video and I was like, teacher tired, what am I like? And, it, and normally my videos will get between 50 to 100,000 views on Instagram. The video where I talk about losing my beard within a day, 300,000 views. Yeah. That's 300,000 people just basically laughing in my face. And the comments, the comments were awful. Someone said I looked like a young Neil Buchanan (laughs) art attack. I said in the video, I went, uh, you know, my wa- like joking, like my wife won't look at me. And then someone coming at it going, I'm not surprised she yeah. won't look at you. <laughs> and then, then that Czech guy looked at it like, ah, we can see the tenor turkey now. Yeah. He's gone from Alfie yeah. Bo to Pavarotti. <laughs> um, but then loads of people were like, uh, I want to know what your kids say. I want to know what your, your, your class say. So in class I, on- I did comment on Facebook. I don't know if you saw it. Uh, it was Tim it, Allen. It was Tim Allen when he shaved in the Santa Claus because yeah. you did look, he did look so different. <laughs> it was and, ridiculous. And I, and I, one word that I could describe it as, you it, it, it just looked puffy in the face. Thanks. Your cheeks looked puffy. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? There's just no, there's not been any positivity that's come from it. Do you know someone, what though? Someone said to me, they were like, this is why I'm convinced be- beards on men are like push-up bras for women. That was one of the comments. Mm. Now, I'm not going to agree or disagree I with mean, that. I mean, I was obviously, you know, seeing all your stuff in Prague. And then when I saw that, I thought, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Karma. Any- While you were sipping your warm water. <laughs> just, just one last time. Any chance? <laughs> <laughs> so, went in school on Wednesday. And straight away, just, just the kids were looking at me like, who's this guy? Who is this guy? Uh, so I gave the kids a task, a little writing task, mm-hmm. just a little sentence starter. Um, Mr. P without a beard looks blank, right? I've got their responses here. I'm glad you said blank. I thought it was something that rhymed with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'm going to let you rate them out of 10. Okay. Their responses, right? Am I checking so, the spelling now? I've got a purple pen. No, you don't have to. It's just, just, the, just the idea, just All what right. it should be. Uh, Mr. P without a beard looks funny, comma, unrecognizable good words i'm gonna give that six 
Mr. P without a beard looks mind-blowing strange. Ooh. And they've really emphasized the mind-blowing mind strange, strange there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give that a five. Mr. P without a beard looks like a two-year-old who's just shaved. Why would a two-year-old... I mean, I don't want to look too deep into these comments. I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a five. Mr. P looks ugly. Ten. <laughs> Mr. P. Oh, do you know what someone commented? You without a beard look more like the other Mr. P than you ever have done before. No way. Really? Yeah, one of the kids I said, that's, the, that's the worst insult. One of the kids? No, like one of the kids. One of the people on social oh, media. I was going to say... None of the kids know you, do they? <laughs> well, I do, but the way you said it, one, one kid coming... You can call me Neil Buchanan. Yeah. say I look like my younger brother. Mr. P looks like his teacher picture. My teacher, Lanyard. Oh, yeah, like that. Mr. P without a beard looks like my dad. What does the dad look like? Well, that's it. I th- it was anonymous. I don't know. but Bet you were looking around at pick-up, weren't you? Like, oh, God. <laughs> Mr. P without a beard looks depressed. Any dad's looking doughy. you just like, but it was him. Doughy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. How about this heart attack? <laughs> just the it's just been such a horrible week. <laughs> this one's gone quite philosophical. Mr. P without a beard looks a little different close, but a bit the same from afar. Oh, I like that. Yeah, give it an eight. Uh this is one of my favourites. Mr. P looks like a knee. <laughs> I've been told I look like a thumb before, so I'm not sure. But when you said looks like a knee, with or without cartilage, with, with, no with the cartilage, cartilage, the beard. <laughs> oh, God. Mr. P with no beard looks like an overgrown toddler. Oh, yeah. That's a nine. <laughs> Mr. P without a beard looks like a soaked mole rat. A soaked mole rat? Do you know what a mole rat is? No. Google one. I will Google it right now. And it's not just a mole rat. It is a soaked mole rat. Soaked. Mole you don't rat. have to say so much, just mole rat. Oh! <laughs> to be fair, your cheeks look a bit like the mole rat's body. Uh, my, Mr. P looks normal without a beard. Mr. P without a beard looks like a tall, funny baby and a bull combined. <laughs> bull! Mr. P without a beard looks new, but weird. <laughs> Is weird spelled correctly? Uh, no. Nah. W-I-E-R-E-D. Uh, Mr. P looks like my gran. Mr. P. <laughs> Mr. P without a beard looks awful. The gran definitely has more of a beard game than you. <laughs> oh yeah. Mr. P without a beard looks terrible, and again, terrible is emphasised with a a cloud around it. Mr. P without a beard looks like a hairless cat. Nice. Mr. P without a beard looks different. Mr. P without a beard looks silly, cool, and weird. Mm. Mr. P without a beard looks chunky. Yep. Ten. <laughs> Mr. P without a beard looks terrible. And then the rest are just of the same That's line. That's funny, that. I mean, if you're a kid there and you're thinking it's anonymous, it's absolutely Oh, yeah, they've gone, they've gone, gone they've brutal. They've gone in. Like when they're... would you ever say, sir, you look chunky? <laughs> You'd never say it, would you? Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I thought the comments on social media were bad. But soaked mole rat. Knee. Knee. Is some That's of the worst. so funny, that knee. Knee. Um, so on the on the <coughs> before we do move on, I'm absolutely full of it. I've got the lurgy. <laughs> the lurgy is well and truly. If you give me that while well, I'm still bed bound, nah, we'll get it out of your system before you recover. So, um, so uh, last Liverpool show, the last show in Liverpool in February. There's only a handful of tickets left. So if you do want to come and see us live, 
That's your last chance for the show and tell tour. Um, we're hopefully going to be able to give you an update with the recording of the Manchester show or the Salford show that's currently being edited. We're hopefully going to hear some news as to when that's going to be available very, very soon. So we'll be able to share that with you as as well. So um, thread of the week. It's the thread of the week. Because I take it from Reddit, it doesn't mean I cheat. It's the thread of the week. It's not plagiarism because I reference my source. Thread of the week. You ready for Thread of the Week? Always ready for Thread of the Week. What happened as a child that, to this day, no one believes you? So something you did as a child that no one believes you to this day. All right. I remember going to the toilet in Spain as a kid and seeing a lobster on the bathroom floor behind the toilet. Told my parents and none of them believed me. To this day, I mention it and they still think I'm lying. I like this one. Guess the right person and guess who on the first go. And mum said I was cheating and never play with me again. <laughs> you would think though, wouldn't you? You would think it was cheating. <laughs> oh God, I'd hate it. I'd hate to be a character on Guess Who at the minute. Does he look like a rat? <laughs> Does he look like a knee? Yeah. Uh, I was walking home from school with a mate and he threw a conker at a car and the driver slammed his brakes on and got out of his car. He came over, swore at me and then slapped me in the face. <laughs> Wait, wait. The next day, I was watching Match of the Day and the effing guy came on the TV and it was Peter Beardsley. Stop it! <laughs> and you know what? I wouldn't be surprised. He's supposed to be a bit dodge Beardsley. I told my dad and he just would have would not have it, but I swear to this day it was him. His face, face and his voice are pretty distinct. I was going to say, I mean, if you're going to notice someone, Beardsley's the one. I mean, the fact that he didn't throw the... Yeah, his mate threw the conker but and then Beardsley slapped him. <laughs> He's got in trouble though, Beardsley. I'm sure he lost his job for like bullying. What am I what job? No, like he's he was like a coach and he and I'm all sure right. yeah, I'm sure he got in trouble. Well, we all remember his version of this if you go on YouTube, you know, World in Motion. Yeah. You know they they've recorded they didn't just record it with John Barnes. Oh yeah, no, I've yeah. They recorded it with Gaza and Peter Beardsley. Beardsley had no game though, did he? Maybe it was just after that when he realised his rap, rap career wasn't going to go. In Spain, got a hole in one playing crazy golf on my own. It was one of those holes that go uphill and you just end up giving up. Very proudly marked out my little scratch sheet and contributed an overall decent score. Was well chuffed. Parents and older brother refused to believe it and mocked me instead. <sighs> Never play on your own. Yeah. Well, that's a, this is a time before uh, smartphones. This is one benefit. Nothing can, you know, not be believed. When I was 14, I saw a kite bird of prey perched nonchalantly on the back of a chair in our kitchen just sat there staring at me ran to tell my parents got back a few seconds later and it was gone through the open window no one believes me to this day <laughs> my dad and i were walking through some field in oxfordshire the field had a mix of cows and sheep we were just walking along and a sheep looked at us and both said, uh, looked at us both and said Mew. No, <laughs> you're not having I'm that. I'm not. No, not having that. It was either a cow, <laughs> cow barring. It or... was either a cow, nah. or it was just it was just a dodgy bar. I just think it's a, a sheep with a bit of a cold. Yeah. If you do, meh, but with a bit of a cut, sounds like a no, moo. It, it was a sheep, wasn't it? That's what I'm saying. A sheep looked at us and said, "Moo." Yeah. So a sheep would have just so been just like, a sheep with a cold. Bah. So it'd have been like. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> My mum used to make blackberry pies a lot from berries we'd go and pick at our local country park, Woodland. I swear to God, she put one on the windowsill to cool one day and an old lady came along and took it. You know what I always say, though? I always say this, is if something happened that actually happened, don't why do you care if people believe it or not? No, like that, yeah. guy, that kid who hit his hole-in-one on the golf course, if that's a genuine hole-in-one, you'd be proud of yourself, sunshine, and move yeah. on. Well, maybe. I don't know. You'd want the credit, though, wouldn't you? Yeah, but why are you getting... If people you... were like, no, nah, you never did that, that would annoy me. Saw a person dressing all black with their hood up staring at our house from across the road. Scared me, so I went and get, to get my mum. And when I went back, they were gone. Still don't know if I was imagining things, but it freaked me out enough to give me nightmares. What? No one believed him? Well, that was a... Yeah. It's like a horror movie. Rehearsing for some kind of harvest festival thing early in primary school. I was on the back row of the choir holding an apple in my left hand. I was on the end of the row with nobody to my left. I reached out whilst I sang, lifting the apple up to my left of, to the left of me, and I heard, felt a crunching being taken out of the fruit. I look at the adult uh, apple, and there was a big bite taken out of it. I got, swear, man, the swearing bollocked by the teacher who thought I'd taken a cheeky munch. It was definitely not me. Oh, so someone's had a cheeky little bite of the apple. But she's on the row. There's no one on the end. What, so she's saying, like, ghosts or something? Well, I don't know what she's saying. Probably whoever's in front's just turned yeah. around. And, yeah. I'd have, the person in front, I'd have turned around like, how'd you like those apples? <laughs> yeah. I was about three, four. Now, this is where I'm... I'm not being funny, but do you remember anything before you were four? No. No. This is one of my... This is one of my... Yeah, this is where I don't believe people when they say they believe things before they were about three. I don't think you can remember. I can't really remember. Not believe things, I remember to, I things. Need to, I need to be reminded of something and see if... I think most of your memories before you were three, if you have any memories before you were three, were from people telling you. Or home videos. Or yeah, something. yeah. I was about three, four visiting family friends in North London. I took myself off to explore their house and a big tin of silver car paint fell off a bench in front of me and went everywhere. All the adults freaked out and I was blamed for knocking it over, but I didn't. I'm 36 now and I'm still bitter about it. <laughs> you don't sound bitter. Oh, yeah. Uh, when I was at school, someone stole my school library card and they rented out a Lovejoy book. It wasn't me, but the <laughs> librarian didn't remember, didn't believe me. <laughs> Lovejoy book. Um... Saw the lead singer of the Lightning Seeds in Pizza Express when I was 10. Got his autograph on a receipt, but lost it. <laughs> I mean, it's not even worth really, like, sharing that. I'm sure people would believe that. Uh, I was bitten by a snake when I was a kid on holiday. I have the bite marks to show, but no one believes me. It was Christmas Eve as a kid, and the mirror above my bed was rattling, which woke me up. Then a load of snow fell off the roof. Genuinely didn't imagine it. Given it, given it being Christmas Eve, you can imagine why no one believes me. Was it snowy at the time? Well, it must have been, yeah, yeah. Or Dad's coming from the pub and he's got really bad dandruff. <laughs> yeah, and he's just come in. And it, have you ever had anything like that? something that happened to the child? That well, I always talk. I always uh, spoke about that that Matilda thing, didn't I? Where like I was on the top bunk and. Um, the cupboard was open opposite and I was obsessed with Matilda and I like squinted my eyes together and trying to do Matilda magic. And I looked at the cupboard. I know I've spoke about this really early up and I looked at the cupboard and I went and squinted my eyes and the cupboard shut. 
And I was like, oh my God. And I was literally lay back going, oh my God. And I was going, Ryan. Obviously our, our other brothers on, on the bottom bottom uh, bunk. And I went, Ryan. I was like, I've got powers. I've got powers. I was like, I've just squinted my eyes and shut the cupboard. He went, close it with my foot. <laughs> Do you know, I'm going to tell you the story of when I did this with a kid with the whiteboard in class. No. So I had my iPad wirelessly mirroring to the whiteboard and he was a kid. I must have told this on the... I thought I Right, know. so there's a kid at the front of the class and he was um, a little bit like you there, just a little bit... Uh, what's the word? What's the word I'm thinking Renegade. of? No. Um, clueless. <laughs> <laughs> right. So he starts... Um, I can't remember if he if he was doing it with his eyes, like blinking, or he was yeah, doing yeah. something with his hands. And I kept changing, doing something on my iPad, like closing the iPad off or turning it back on. And I'm stood behind him, and I can see him going like that, like blinking, and then the iPad had st- turn off and then turn back on. And he's like to his mate, he's like, look what I can do. And he'd do it again, and I'd be just behind him doing something on the iPad. So it looked every time he closed his eyes, he was moving the screen or doing something on the screen. And I must have had him for about five minutes. In fact, I don't even think I corrected him. I think I just left him to go off thinking he had... He probably started that... that, (laughs) Kinetic powers. He probably started that chat. (laughs) Something that happened, but he tells everyone. Yeah, so when I was in primary, I used to control the board with my mind. Yeah. No, no, he didn't. <laughs> yeah, just, I remember because the TA was with me as well, so she clocked on and we were absolutely wetting ourselves because he ended up getting the whole class. There was a couple of kids who could tell what was happening, but he had the whole class like on. I love it. Random kid in the class. What have you learned today? Uh, we didn't do much, basically. Uh, Mr. P was pretending that a kid could control the board with his mind and we were yeah. at it for about 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, right, just before we do go on to uh, Dilemma and a couple of other stories, obviously we need to talk about uh, news in the last week around Ofsted. Have you heard any of the stuff on Ofsted? No, no. Now, we obviously, obviously often talked about Ofsted on the podcast, probably more than we should do, but um, it's just it's just so frustrating that they are <laughs> oblivious to what the profession thinks of them. So the Amanda Spielman, who's been the head of Ofsted, and look, I'm not I'm not having a go at her because she's just doing a job and she's representing it. But it's funny because I've met a number of inspectors now. Like I do my training in front of, and I slag them off, like I did in the show. Yeah. yeah. I slag Ofsted off. And any time that I've had off inspectors in the audience, they agree with everything I say. So even the inspectors themselves know that the systems, because I'm not against having an inspectorate where, because obviously the job we do, the safeguarding element needs, you need that level of accountability, but often in its current form when it's so up its own backside and doesn't realize the detrimental impact it's having. So she's been wheeled out in the past week. So she's going Amanda Spielman. Yeah, yeah. And uh, a farewell tour included doing all these interviews. And in one a of the farewell interviews- farewell tour? Who is she bloody simply read? I don't know. But she, in one of these interviews, it got brought up about um, the Ruth Perry, yeah, tragic yeah. news about Ruth Perry, the head teacher of Caversham Primary, who took her own life after a, uh, a, a bad at Ofsted. And she- basically made a point of going, oh yeah, people have just jumped on that to try and discredit us and just completely, so flippantly like, 
and and it's not that it's not that people are jumping on it it's because of that just that tragic incident people are not allowing Ofsted away with it and not letting Ofsted get away with it basically and are speaking up to ensure that something like that does not happen again and her sort of attitude towards it is just in my opinion absolutely unforgivable so the inquest into Ruth Perry's death is happening today I think it's starting today mm-hmm. and then three days ago the family got told that they're not getting any legal aid so the solicitors they need uh, they're going to have to pay for themselves so they've started a GoFundMe page if you want to donate you can go on my Facebook page and I'll put a few links in and anyway within the two days or whatever it's hit the £50,000 target which obviously speaks volumes mm. about what the profession think of Ofsted because Ofsted will have millions spent of our taxpayers money spent on defending Ofsted right and uh, in these interviews she's going on about how much teachers love Ofsted and the feedback they get is so positive and it's like well you're asking feedback at the end of an inspection where teachers are desperate to get the best outcome so we'll do whatever and say you know what I mean teachers love Ofsted it's like Jamie Oliver saying that kids love his healthy school meals. <laughs> yeah. Absolute it's, BS. It's just ridiculous. So it, a little bit of positivity in, in the last week is that the profession, like they always do, step up and have just made sure that Ruth Perry's family will have the legal aid, the support they need. Uh, fingers crossed it, it it leads to the right outcome and Ofsted eventually get their arses handed to him and massive reforms on the way. Um so like I say, if you do want to donate, you can go to the uh, to my Facebook page. There's a couple of links on there. Um, but yeah, it's just that I was so angry. Like the perfect example again of how these absolute grifters just gaslight teachers to stand there. I mean, I did that form. When that news about Ruth Perry, I asked people to share their experiences of Ofsted. 3,000 people have shared stories that are so sort of negative and talk about the detrimental impact they've had on not just the school, but the staff, head teachers, all sorts. So for them to turn around and think, oh yeah, no, teachers really do like us. It's like, you are living in absolute cookie. That's like me saying, I look really good <laughs> without yeah. a beard. Yeah. yeah, it's like you saying, come and see how much cartilage is in my knees. <laughs> yeah, I've never looked so good it's like me when I'm saying, this pasty and it's like doughy. Me, it's like me saying, Mm, this water's fresh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, right. Dilemma of the week. Yes. Here we go. Help me. I have a dilemma. It's causing more pain than a vinegar enema. Help me, please. I need you to. Mr. the piece of help from you, please. Through all of my last year, or through all of last year, my TA used to obviously fancy me so much have you written this Gary Neville (laughs) oh it's rash yeah I'd be in trouble there she used to stare at me all day and wouldn't even do her job at some points Jesus (laughs) I love the fact that he's taking credit (laughs) for her being a crap TA (laughs) didn't even do her job but I tell her why because she was staring at me staring at me she always used to outrageously flirt with me whenever she spoke to me. All right. <laughs> so what would constitute outrageously flirting? I would say... I'd say outrageously would be like... Outrageously flirting would be like, <laughs> you know, someone a kid drops a pen on the floor and then she crawls over to it seductively. <laughs> um, 
Whatever. And they're from experience, dude. Yeah. We are both single, but previously she went out with one of my best teacher friends about two years ago. Now, thank goodness we don't have to work together. But ever since then, I've actually started to like her. I've told all of my teacher friends that I can't stand her. And they also find her really annoying. <laughs> wait, wait. Have I got this right? Wait, so n- now, thank goodness, we don't have to work together. But ever since then, I've actually started to like her. I've told all of my teacher friends that I can't stand her, and they also find her really annoying. <laughs> what do I do? Uh, do I ask her out and keep it from my friends, or do nothing? Or do I tell my friends that I like her? Thanks. Love the podcast. Well, thank you, Stud. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. Tell stud. me about it, Stud. Um, well, there's so much to dissect that. My worry would be he's telling everyone that he doesn't like her, and everyone's going, "Yeah, now do I?" If you get one rat there, if he does go out with her, yeah, and then yeah. she's at her works too, I'm surprised you're going out with him because he, he absolutely can't stand you. It's risky business. <laughs> um, I mean, when he says he told all the teachers, did he tell his teacher bestie? Who dated her? Well, I think that's the one you've got to approach first, innit? You just got to go to your best teacher friend and just scope scope the situation out. Why didn't like, they last is the question. Yeah. Is she Yeah. The question is Is does, she as annoying as everyone makes? Yeah. Is she that annoying? <laughs> or does she outrageously flirt with everyone else? Was it that was that the term? She outrageously flirts. Outrageously yeah. flirts. And she didn't do a good job because she was staring at me all day. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, there's arrogance in that message. He's I mean, there's confidence. And then there is, there? He, um, could have, he could have worded it like, got a feeling that, you know, the TA might have the hots me. He's going like, <laughs> she goddamn loves me. She, she's all over me. What is, uh, what is outrageously flirting? Does she make him like 20 brews a day? Another? <laughs> another? Outrageously, but then Out- serves them with the tea bags as nipple tassels. That's outrageously flirting. Outrageously flirting, marking all his books. I've marked them all, then licking all his pens. I don't even know. I don't. I don't think anyone has ever outrageously flirted with me. I reckon there's been a bit of flirting. You know, not since you shaved your beard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, but is, it, is, she, is she just like, is that a glue stick or are you just happy to see me? Like, what's the outrageous flirting that's going on here? I mean, I, honestly, there's flirting that happens. I'm just thinking, you know, when he, you know, when he says, like, she used to stare at me all day. I wonder if he had, like, a spot on his face yeah, and she's yeah. just, like, looking at... Because sometimes well, I a really... A bit of scram from lunch. <laughs> yeah. She could stop <laughs> staring that, at that, my smile. Is that is that some bread he's not yeah. digested or is it just his flaky skin? Or he's a terrible teacher and she's trying to look at him like, come on, move on, move on. And he's like, she wants it. <laughs> she is. She is she, all over me. She loves it. Getting an answer wrong on the board, she's trying to get his attention. He's put six and four equals 11. Look at her. She can, She wants it, man. <laughs> oh, God. No, but the point the I'm making is. is I really struggle. I'm obsessed with watching, like, spot popping Yeah, I know. You're videos. a pimple popper, aren't you? Yeah. And if someone comes to me and they've got a spot, I'm transfixed. All I'm th- they could tell me anything. 
Right, they could be outrageously flirting with me. And I'm just like, oh my God, I'd give anything. I'd give anything to pop that spot. Yeah. So what do you think, as you team, Mr. P? Spot on. <laughs> yeah. You've hit the spot there. Yeah. <laughs> Outrage. I would say, the thing is, what I don't understand is, it's like, so I always say, and I know you're going, Ugh, but obviously me and Kim work together. Not not closely, but obviously, you know, there would have been a bit of flirting from me, maybe a bit from her, not outrageously. Um, but I'm just thinking, like, there's no way that I'd go to other staff members and go, do you know Kim? Like, yeah, yeah, she's well annoying. Can't stand her. <laughs> and then suddenly being like, but I'm thinking I should ask her out. I mean, just if you want to go out of her, just ask around. Yeah. I mean, I'd, if I'd, you're that I'd, confident, I'd, she's I'd, not exactly going to say no. I'd spit well. Please get in touch if she does, because I would love it. But I thought you... It felt to me like you were outrageously flirting. No, it's just you can't spell. Yeah. Your zip was undone. Yeah. Oh, uh, right, gosh. I've got... Um, I've got a story here, uh, which I did share in one of the live shows... Um, but only one, so I thought I'd share it here. So if you came to the Birmingham show, you will have heard this before, but this is an absolute cracker. And listen to, listen, we talk about... Oh, just to finish off that that oh, yeah. dilemma, you can always wait until the one night of the year where anyone who has a bit of a crush on someone in the staff can can put it on the line. The Christmas yabba dabba that, do. <laughs> that is your Christmas party. Oh, yeah. Um, and obviously we want to hear... Your funniest Christmas party stories, confessions, outrageously flirtatious behaviour, <laughs> anything you think will give us a giggle. What we also want is obviously any funny, any funny Christmas-related stories. Right for the next couple of weeks, uh, we've got maybe one, two, maybe three episodes before we always do a Christmas special where it's Christmas-related stories, nativity play mishaps, funny gifts you've been given. I mean, I'll put a few posts on the socials as well. But we all uh, this year, I also want like awkward funny family christmas yeah you know yeah. things that happen on christmas day that might completely ruin a christmas dinner yeah or you know funny things that happen there as well so right anyway off you go uh, yeah, so if you came to the Birmingham show, this is an absolute cracker, so enjoy this. My story is probably best described as an ultimate teacher O moment. I had been teaching for about five years and was on a school trip with my current year one class. At the time, I was with an amazing TA who I had worked with for a number of years. Who couldn't take her eyes off me. <laughs> as I had 30 little ones, I brought my mum along as an extra adult for the school trip. We had been to a science museum for the day, had a great trip and got on the coach for the way back. The children were very happy, although rather tired. My mum is such a gem. She had brought me some lunch along to the school trip, which consisted of a delicious prawn sandwich, which I had wolfed down at lunch. However, about 10 minutes into the coach journey home, I was at the front of the coach and started to feel a rather dodgy churning feeling in oh, my stomach. Oh no. This could only mean one thing and I started to panic realising I had to act quickly. I rushed straight to the driver and asked if I could use the toilet on the coach. Honest. Uh. Honest, that, innit? Thankfully, he agreed, and I rushed to the toilet at the back of the coach. Unfortunately, I was just that tiny bit too late uh. getting to the toilet. 
My stomach had already started erupting. No. It didn't help that the coach toilet was one of those tiny airport toilets where the toilet seat is minuscule and the flush isn't the best. <laughs> <laughs> At least there is a flush. Yeah. Most coaches I go on, there's not even a flush. I, a- sat, I sat down on the toilet with diarrhea pouring out of me oh, and then realised that the toilet had rebounded the poo back oh, at me no. and had gone all over the back of What's my cheating? jeans. What's cheating? Prawn sandwich. Oh, prawn. So the, the diarrhea had rebounded and gone all over the back <laughs> of my jeans. LeBron for three! <laughs> my jeans were brown and covered in poo. Oh, my God. To make matters worse... Where had they been on a school trip? So what? Where had they been on the Science school trip? Museum. Yeah, oh. if it was a farm, you could <laughs> excuse it. It's digestion covered. My jeans were brown and covered in poo. To make matters worse, the coach driver had failed to tell me there was no toilet roll in oh. the toilet. I began to cry. Calamity. I began to cry. <laughs> and to cry. Out of sheer embarrassment and panic and had visions of me coming back to school with the class, leading them back into the classroom with poo all down the back of my jeans. <laughs> Having to explain the situation to my head and other teachers. To make matters worse, a lot of our parents wait by the gate on school trip day to wave to the oh, pupils no. and welcome them back. So they would have seen my jeans too. <laughs> After relieving myself of the diarrhea, so she was still going. <laughs> How long was the journey? <laughs> and with poo still all up myself and my jeans, we were ten minutes away from school. At this point, I knew I had to act an hour fast. Long, an hour long journey. She's been there for fifty minutes. It was at this point I knew I needed to act fast. No <laughs> Sherlock. <laughs> The only thing I could think of was to pop my head round the toilet door and ask my poor mum if she could help. Luckily, my mum had makeup wipes in her bag, which I then had to use to wipe myself to clear up the mess. My backside. (laughs) Thanks for the info. However, the smell coming off my jeans and from the toilet was unbearable. All of the children on the coach were retching at the smell. And my TA and the driver were both trying to be polite, but were looking greener by the minute. To resolve the situation... Listen to this. I mean, listen. Listen to this. To resolve the situation, my mum then offered to switch jeans with me. So then I ended up wearing her pristine new jeans while my poor mum had to wear my poo-covered ones. I could still smell the poo around me for the rest of the school day when I got back to school and couldn't wait to leave as quick as I could. My mum, TA and I had a secret truce where he vowed never to speak about that what we'd witnessed on the coach that day. We still laugh about it now and I can't help thinking it could only happen to me. Hope this story makes you guys chuckle and thank you for the endless giggles you have given me. Wow. Hats off to mum there. The mum there. Incredible. Bit of a flex from mum to be able to fit in the daughter's jeans. Did she though? Maybe the zip was undone, covered in shite. <laughs> um, and then one one other quick one from me here, just because I've, I've uh, found it. I stole someone's yoghurt from the fridge at work, decided to scoff it quickly and hide the evidence. I'd just taken a huge gulp of it when someone came into the kitchen <laughs> behind me. I jolted and choked as I turned around and yogurt shot out of both of my nostrils. Oh, oh no. No. So they got caught as well? Got caught, got sent to the naughty muller corner. <laughs> I'm not at a crunch corner in ages. Oh, yeah. 
been a while. It's been a while. Um, right, guys, that brings us to the end of another episode. <coughs> Thank you so much for listening. Um, again, apologies about last week, but we will be here now each week before uh, before the end of term. So we hope we've been able to keep you company, give you a couple of giggles as we sort of navigate this crazy time of the academic year give you a little bit of a break from listening to those nativity songs. Um, as always, please head to the Facebook group, get involved with the chat there. If you've not left the review, if you can do that on Apple Podcasts, we really appreciate it. Uh, share your stories at the website, to mrpspodcast.com, where you can also get your tickets for our last show in Liverpool in February. We'll be back next week. Take care. See you later. See ya. Thank you.